All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Modular Components, the flagship show here at Modular Media, where whoever I can get together gets together, and we uh, shoot the shit for an hour or two, uh, just catching up here at the end of the week. Uh, it's me, it's the guy, it's the Vacuuminator hosting for you, but also we've got the Boingo of Writers. Hey, ho, dirty jokes. Yeah. Sick, sick, nasty fart, bro. Um, but also, hey, special guest making their first appearance on this show. Uh, long time, I guess we can say now, because you, you've been doing like, what, 12, 15 episodes of that show now? Uh, modular component correspondent uh, Miriam of Buster Corps is here. Oh, hi. That's all I got. Oh, hi. 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 Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, hi, I was Mark. just about to make a room joke. <laughs> Yeah, room jokes. It's 2011 again. I love it. Have you oh, ever played man. the room point and click adventure? The, what? what? There's a point and click adventure. That's a, okay. yeah, there's a fan-made point and click shit. adventure. I want that. Big, I wanna... It's like a free uh, flash game on like Newgrounds, I think. Ooh, oh man, okay. massive, I, I, awesome reveals right out the gate. I love this episode I already. Link this to me as so, like link this to me soon because I want to. I want to take a look. Maybe I'll make a video on it. Well, we're, we're, well, we're getting the, the conversation, so... <laughs> it's randomly posted in the Buster server, like, in four hours. <laughs> Basically that, yeah. yeah at 3 a.m., I'll go like, oh, shit, I was supposed to do that, motherfucker. <laughs> Set an I alarm mean, I, on your phone right now. I mean, I'm awake at 3 a.m., but, like... Cause... Why would I do that? I got, I got, a, I got a, the fucking Newgrounds up right now on Firefox. <laughs> Hey, hey, ho, ho, okay. Um, well, uh, I guess since there's a limited amount of time you can be here and it is your first time on the show, Buster, why don't you go first? What's what's the topic you got for us to uh, talk about this week? What's going on in your life? What's something, something you can stack on for a bit? Yeah, trying to think. Hmm, because I kind of just came here just because I was like, oh, I have time. Um... <laughs> Oh, what is it? Very big like? brain moment. Very big brain. Yes. Mm. I mean, I, I, I don't want to talk about the Invincible comic because I'm only like six volumes in. I, I guess I could... <laughs> More than me! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like, so, I, I... But, like, that's like not even half the series. Uh, what else? I, actually, I want to talk about... Like, oh. I, I forgot which issue. I just been reading the trades. Uh, actually, there is a comic I do want to talk about. Radiant Black. Actually, I've been like very like I, I've recently read the third issue, and I think I've solidified that. You know what? This is actually a really good comic, despite how some people are kind of being overly markish about it. I, I love. I really like this comic. Um, yeah. Um, basically, issue three. I want to talk about specifically about issue three. It is like the most relatable issue of comic books ever put to film. That film page. Ugh, you get what I mean. So basically, like the entire issue is just the main character i forgot his name but like he's basically in this entire like he's in writer's block and he just the way he deals with the writer's block and just does still isn't it's just too relatable and i just love at the end how he just helps a family out that just like just a nice wholesome end to that it's yeah just uh, I just really have been liking this comic. Like at first, I was a bit apprehensive because, well, I'm honestly the more I think about it, the more I dislike the Boom Studios Power Rangers comics. 
And also people were being a bit too, again, I mentioned this, a bit too markish about it. But actually reading it, I'm like, I really like this. I think there's anything where it's like you see something with like immediate potential. You just want to tell everybody, dude, bro, bro, dude, dude, this thing is, is sick. I want this thing to succeed. Fucking read it, bruh, bruh. Yeah, you know, that, that's what I've been seeing. Also, yeah, regarding Wicked Black. Also, I think it was just a lot of people who were like, "Oh, it's Kyle Higgins." Kyle Higgins wrote the everything up through Shattered Grid. That was really good. We all think that was really good. So this obviously has to be really good because writers are never incapable of writing things that we don't like, even though they've already <laughs> written things we like. Actually, okay, that actually brings like a mini rant I've been wanting to have about writers in general. Writers are not robots, okay? Like we, they, like yeah, they have their tropes and their reoccurring themes, but they are not robots. They can do different things and different qualities and different me- genres and mediums. It's just ugh. yeah, writers are still people. They're as capable of making a bad thing or being a bad person as you and I are. Like I could go in to work tomorrow and have a really shitty shift, and then come home and say a whole bunch of stupid bullshit to somebody because I'm in a bad mood. Doesn't mean i won't turn around and have a great day the next day it's the way it yeah. works like uh i'm not uh like ugh, the, i saw a tweet earlier today and i don't want to go into this whole thing because it's a rabbit hole i only know like three percent of the shit about but the whole downfall of joss whedon that we're currently oh, experiencing yeah is fucking hilarious to me because it's like well I don't know why everyone is so surprised he's a secret asshole. Half of his stories featured reveals about people being secret assholes. And also, like, it doesn't... It's the same thing as the J.K. Rowling shit, right? Like, it doesn't invalidate your enjoyment of his previous works. And it doesn't mean, like, he'll never be a good person and never inca- he'll never be capable of making good shit again. It's just, right now... We're finding out a whole lot of shit, and he's going through a bad spell, and he's going to have to do a lot of work on himself. Like, that's that's what it is. There's not Though much- he probably shouldn't be like, you know, because, like, I, 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 regarding both JK and Josh, they probably shouldn't even, I don't know, like, it just, they're, they, they've kind of dig themselves into a hole they refuse to dig themselves out of josh maybe but like uh like not jk yeah i mean like i'm not saying put him in a director's chair tomorrow i'm saying like maybe in five years after he's done a lot of thinking and reshaping of his life give yeah he needs to to do the adam blampier he needs to put the effort in yeah Uh, that's that's adam blampier most blessed wrestle youtube boy uh no, and I don't think J.K. Rowling will ever dig herself out of yeah, the hole. She is yeah, queen she, of Turf Island. Yeah, that that's what I was referring to. Not really a big. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, but... like back to Radiant Black that <laughs> kind of spiraled out. <laughs> uh, yeah. also, I just like I, I've really been enjoying it. The suit is cool. I like. I just. I, I mean, Radiant Black also feels like the first big, like, interesting indie superhero since Invincible. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do, like, now, I was a bit, like, a bit, like, scoffing when people said, oh, it's the next Invincible, like, I was, you, you, I've even made a video relating to that, but, like, now I'm, like, more accept, accepted of it, because it's one of the, it's one of the most interesting indie superhero books ever, like, not ever, but, like, in a while. And, I mean, indie superheroes don't have uh, the greatest track record. <laughs> 
I mean, the last time I really remember people getting excited about indie superheroes was during the, like, the classic, the revival of the classic image characters that was going on in, like, the mid-2010s when there was, like, a new take on glory and all that. That was really good, and I just never got around to looking at myself. Yeah, uh, I know Valiant had a big relaunch in 2012. They're still uh, going. Me. They're do they're doing their thing. Are they the company yeah. that does Captain Canuck? No, because some uh, somebody told me that Captain Canuck was really cool right now, where like every country was getting their own country themed superhero because it was revealed that like Captain Canuck is to fight aliens or something like that. No, they're they're completely independent. I don't think they're being published by anybody. No, Valiant is is bloodshot it's harbinger they're uh quantum and woody yeah and like uh jms and a couple other dudes are also talking about starting their own company and they're looking for staff writers i remember hearing recently no they they are working on they're already working on an indie book uh indie company thing oh okay really yeah no it's uh awa that's back remember earlier when i said hey yo i have comic pictures and i want to pitch it to the this company that's the people oh yeah like, that's you right you're one who told me about that okay like, yeah, yeah. comic pitches yeah hold on i'm going to the website so i can read all the things uh, link, link this link this i'm very interested i've been made to try to like I, i've honestly been really fascinated with comics in general since like been reading invincible and radiant black so no, but uh, they technically have already started their comic book universe. Hmm. Um, uh, it's going to be dated real soon because it's uh, COVID inspired. Oh hey. shit! All right, yeah, that's 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 a big yikes. Uh, Basically, it is a world where a, a, a virus take took hold of a lot of people. A lot of people died, and if you survived, you had powers. Uh... I mean, so that is an interesting it's idea. The, it's what if the Inhumans cloud, but in a universe that doesn't already have heroes. Also, J. Michael's, uh, there's also uh, a rat theme. They're like, Spider-Man is rat-based. He's called Erratic. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. so here's, that's also a very interesting idea. Too soon. Way too soon, honestly. That's that's all I got. It's way too soon. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not saying it like, but they also have some other like indie 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 books too. So hold on. Yeah, so it's not just that. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I can actually like uh like been like honestly just been really fascinated with just comics in general, especially indie comics. Like honestly, like I mentioned this before, but just indie comics are just some of the like just I, I just not some of just they're just way easier for me to get into than like Marvel and DC. Like yeah, like yeah. I like, it's understandable. There's buttloads of continuity. Not even just the continuity, just that the like the like just I feel like the quality of books is much easier to and just indie comic fans are just way more passionate and sometimes sane about like their love for the books. So like that, that just helps. Like you know, like yeah, like if you just talk, and also just over, it's not even just the continuity, just like the connecting universe. It's just like, like because I feel like if it's like, oh, this character's cool, but oh, there, there's this character, and this character, and this character, and this character. I mean, that's kind of continuity, but like that's more of like, oh, I feel like I need to get the complete story on this family of characters. Well, it's just something like Invincible is just one book, and you get all the story, you know. Well, I mean, technically, Invincible was supposed to be couched in a universe. That's why Savage Dragon makes some yeah. cameos. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, well, it doesn't feel as you need to read other books as the like Marvel and DC books. Like, and, I'm, and I'd say there's not a ton of that depending on the book. Yeah, with, again, with like Marvel, it with Marvel and DC, it really depends on the run and the point in time in which it's being made. Yeah, like yeah. '90s X Men is like everything is just going to the one crossover event a year. Like I read, uh, I got into comics. Oh God, I want to say it was 2013, 2014, like just before the New Fifty Two. I want to say I had a year of reading comics that before was the New Fifty Two. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Um, but I had a year of reading comics before the New Fifty Two hit, and um, I remember the big thing with DC right then was there was a lot of like franchise-wide crossovers where it would be like story starts in this issue then you gotta go read this issue of another book and blah 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 blah, and then circle back here for the final uh, and that's still a thing that comic companies do every once in a while but it was like everywhere in DC right then I know Marvel like they did it for like a few of like not even like what are some of their like Venom events like in like 2018 Mm. so and they're about to do it again for uh, Hellfire Gala they're still doing like uh, in the past couple years, we've had Monsters Unleashed and Empire, King in Black, uh, and now we're getting yeah we're getting Hellfire Gala, Exosorts too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was uh, I was just thinking there were some in like there were some in New Fifty Two and even in Rebirth, like uh, Night of the Monster Men was right there at the beginning of Rebirth. Yeah, I yeah. Uh... Like actually, I I started my comic journey with Rebirth. I quickly fell out because like the local comic store I was visiting to get the books closed. But I enjoyed what I did. <laughs> Oof! Actually, they didn't close. That... They just moved in farther away from me. So yeah, that'll happen. Now I'm, but like I've, hey, we have we at Marvel Media have a complete podcast just dedicated to Marvel because I'm that big of a goddamn. And every yeah, once in a while, I'll go, hey, here's a DC book that's good right now, or was good eight years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that big of a, a nut for Marvel, because I just find so much of, like, the continuity just fascinating. Yeah, you see, like, with me, I, I prefer Marvel just solely on the characters. Like, continuity on both sides, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a mess to untangle, but I just find the Marvel characters, like, a tad more interesting, especially since they're they're, they're trying to be a bit more... Like, they're trying to have a bit more younger characters for more accessible, like, younger generations like me. So, I, I, I like that. Yeah. And they and when Marvel nails a diverse character, they nail it. But when they, like, miss the mark, it's a mile off. Oh, don't, don't remind me about those, like, secret warriors. New warriors. New warriors. New, new warriors. New, new, God, uh... No, but, like, there's uh, Kamala Khan. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually how I started Marvel Comics. Like, like, really, just like, wait, they have a Muslim superhero. Well, I gotta check this out, and then I just binge read her series in my breaks, but in high school, yeah. and just like, ah, so like, very good books, very good books. I uh, need, need saying, a- like when they nail it, they nail it because apparently, from everything I've seen, a lot of Muslim people really enjoy how that comic portrayed. Yeah, same Islam, here. Right? Yeah, just the, the first page just like it just like i was like this is the book for me this just hit it right on the nail and and like um 
not to step on your toes too much there, Buster, but like I read, I've read all of Wil- Wilson's uh, Miss Marvel. I haven't read the the new run. Um, Solid Meds. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet, but um, Wilson's Miss Marvel just had this incredible sense of like childhood fun and interest and determination that I hadn't gotten from a superhero comic in a really long time. And I, I enjoyed it just from that perspective of like, man, if we're going to do, if we're going to perpetually do young Peter Parker, this is how I want the Spider-Man books to feel, but I'm not getting it in the Spider-Man books, but here it is here with this new character. And this is great. Like that's, that was my takeaway. Nick Spencer's letting Spider-Man kind of mature, but it's that kind of millennial on we, my life is in shambles and I can't really do anything about it kind of way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say like that, that. That actually is a very like uh like the way you describe it, Vac. That is how I, I do agree with that. So yeah, I, I haven't I haven't read Saldana Med's run either. Not because it's bad, because I know you. I, I think you hated the first issue. I remember seeing a review you posted on like a website once, and just you hated that first issue. Oh yeah, I did read the first issue. That was way back when I was doing the the monthly comic book show on Sid Part Two's channel. Oh. I, I think you just post, you just posted a standalone review, like written review on a website. That's how I remember reading it. And you were just yeah, like, ah, yeah, because back when I was doing that, because that was a monthly thing, I would also do like weekly written reviews on my Goodreads account. And now it's like, ain't no time for that shit. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, need, I still need to read that run. I, is it still going? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Because especially with the M- uh, Disney sure. Plus show. They're dev- like they're definitely they're bringing things that they aren't sure if they want to do an ongoing. They are bringing up as like five issue miniseries yeah. if they're kind of related to what they're doing in the MCU, or if they just think it'd be interesting, like they're doing Beta Ray Bill right now. Yeah, I I, I, I you get it. Like, honestly, Beta Ray Bill. I don't know anything about it about him, but the name, but the name is just so cool. I just kind of want to like read about him just based on the He's name. Basic- He's a horse alien that like fought Thor once and was able to pick up his hammer. And everybody was like, oh shit, you can pick up the hammer. Bro, you want your own hammer? Yeah. Sweet. Cool. I, uh, I'm just your horse alien friend. Yeah. Hmm. I can vibe with that. Yeah. Right now he's going through some angst because he, he lost his hammer and that uh-huh. hammer was able to like make him a, like an old, like, because he does, his race doesn't look like horses. Like they look ah. like kind of like noseless people. So he he's a cyborg with the horse face, and he was like, "Yeah, but with the hammer, I could turn into like a normal looking dude, so people wouldn't scream in terror at the way I look." And Bro, also, my lady cool. friend would go to bed with me. <laughs> I'm sorry, like maybe because I'm just a sick freak. But come on, that's just such a cool. Like I, I wouldn't be. I, I'm just maybe just because I'm dumb. But like, ah, come on, guys, you got it's the Marvel universe. You, you people are pussies. <laughs> yeah, no, like honestly, but that's what a lot of people are saying. The Beta Ray Bill, while he's going on this quest, is like, dude, it's not that bad. It's like, no, but I want to feel normal, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there'll be like some sort of like you know moral of the story grand combination of well they are like, going to hell to, to oh. fix the problem so <laughs> metaphor yeah good old metaphors I love I love me some metaphors except when I don't understand them which is most of the time so I don't like metaphors <laughs> let's see uh no we don't have a Miss Marvel book going on right now oh interesting oh, that's fine. okay she's Actually, probably she's in champion. She's a uh, champion. Okay. Yeah. I, I've read a couple of the champions runs. I hated 
I didn't hate the book, but I hated how they portrayed Gwenpool in it because I really like her solo book. But it like literally like I don't like the the Strikes Back series addresses this about how like every writer has their own weird version of Gwenpool. There's no consistent brand for the character. It's just is she's either this real like a, basically a Marvel fangirl who just like is just basically lo- like lucking her way through the universe or annoying female Deadpool. Those are like the two like spectrums of like extremes of Gwenpool. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Yo, we're getting a new Moon Knight ongoing. Oh well, well, naturally, given the Disney Plus show, very, very interested in that. Like a uh, Moon, Knight. yeah. And Shang Chi. I hope. Oh, yeah. the, I hope both of those things. I hope the MCU project can make me like those characters because I don't dislike uh, them. I just have zero interest. What I do like you Mor- like about a more mentally unstable Batman? <laughs> Honestly, Moon Knight. Just like I want to read his comics because they just sound so interesting they're very like psychological i just don't know where to start uh, <laughs> that's really my problem with like all marvel characters where do i start with these comics why have you I'm, not just been because i am busy writing videos that will never get made whoa and writing, writing a video videos that never get made it is my sh- going on. Uh, sure yeah, no aliens in the marvel universe oh okay what about it- the brood they're they're also in the Marvel universe, Have but also we yet? can't. Also, the Brood aren't a problem right now because uh, uh, Brew is king of the Brood. But dude, dude, what happens when a Xenomorph tries to fuck a Brood? I need to know. Jesus Christ, hey, we're probably gonna we're probably gonna find that out in the Predator book because goddamn, that sounds like a thing a Predator would want to do. Oh shit, there's this alien that kills people and this alien that. <gasps> what if we made him? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I just I, want Predator. I want a Predator to fight Spider Man, and he just goes like, "What's this fucking alien, goddamn Craven?" Uh, how many issues are we into the Alien book? Uh, it started in March, so I don't know, maybe two. So like, yeah, two. So just started. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I kind of want to follow those books. Hmm. Interesting. I've like, I know things about Alien and Predator, and I'll make jokes about them here and there, but. Uh, I I don't honestly get into those franchises too hard. I don't fuck with those very much. I'm I like I like Terminator, but other than that, like '90s action franchises kind of elude me. Honestly, I Predator thought, and Pre- Alien are fucking great movies. I, I honestly thought you would be more to Predator given Arnold. I see. I didn't know he was in it until like five years ago, and ever since then, I've been like, shit, I should watch that. Yeah, I'm reading the Alien book. Why don't I fucking remember this? That's that doesn't that doesn't bode well. Because you're Boingo Rider, most ADHD man in the universe. Hey, that's my job. <laughs> ooh, ooh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a big old hoedown here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Want to say one more thing before I head out? Don't know what I should say before I head out. Um, t- well, make it something nice. Nice, of course it'll be nice. Uh, because I, I don't want to dwell too much on negativity. Um. Like that—that's just no fun. Who wants to do that? Oh, oh yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, I got nothing. I'll probably just watch Twit. I'm on that weekly. Also, check out my channel, and I will. You kiddos have fun doing your mm-hmm. shtick. Bye bye. Bye. Whoa, that was quick. Yeah. They tend to do that. Just drop out randomly, like a little little behind the scenes thing on Twitter for people who don't know. When I'm doing the ending, like 
basically massive ad read check out all the links thing halfway through that is when buster dips out most of the time yeah uh but uh, uh morning, you know howdy what's up with you this week what's going on with you what's going not, on what's, not, what's not, up in your butthole not, not a ton's up in my butthole man damn no, we're not we're not, yeah no I'm glad Buster came, so we got something out of this podcast. Pegging's not really my thing. Mm. I don't got anything big. I got tiny things we can talk about. Bits and bobs. Like, uh, like I know you talked about it uh, off mic, kind of off podcast plan, but you were talking about uh, the Try Not to Laugh Smosh stuff. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, I've been watching them. They're good. It's good improv. My dude. Hmm. Goddamn dumpster wizards, the best. Yeah, is uh, <laughs> um, did you watch the episode with the WWE boys? No, I didn't. I I got started. I started like episode forty and just went up. Oh, okay. Because I think Xavier and Kofi show up in an episode, and it's like really recent. It was to promote. I think it was to promote like Mania a year or two ago. Yeah, no, I, d- I didn't see that. But I'll 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 go back and find it. But also, it's just like it's. Also, went and saw the went on the regular Smosh just to see what was up. It's just like, oh, it's nice. Smosh- this thing that this thing that I, that seemed very much like a flash in the pan when I was growing up is like still going. Because the thing is, they realized like, oh, it can't always just be Anthony and Ian on camera. They're not a continual eternal fountain of ideas. You have to have people coming in and out. Smosh had to evolve and get like a rotating cast, um, which has also sort of kind of solidified. They've got people who hang around quite regularly. Who's your favorite person on the channel right now? Who's your favorite person that you've seen? Who do you stand? Uh, Shane, because fuck all yeah. this. Yeah, Shane's, Shane's the best. Shane's so good. Like Shane and Courtney for me are like, Tied right at the right at the head there. Hey, here's the thing: it, it says something about my sense of humor. But goddamn Olivia, yeah, Olivia's good. Uh, and Jackie, she's great. I don't laugh too much at Jackie. Like she's got she's had some bangers, but she doesn't always knock it out of the park. For me. No, but when she's when she gets a goddamn bit, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the very first bit she did, and it just immediately go like, oh, that's that's one of the best bits ever. What's the, uh, oh my god, I forgot his name. What's the other guy who's got, like, dark hair and kind of, like, uh, sunken in eyes? I know who you're talking about. He does the Burger Man. Yeah! He's, he's I'm good. the Burger Man. Uh, oh, no. I just I watched the just... Uno game, so. Have you gotten to, uh, doing my homework yet? No. That's a Shane bit, and it's amazing. It comes back three times. I've seen, uh, the pizza bit, uh, Dumpster Wizard. This is yeah. No, this is nice. good bits. It's good bits. That's that's great. Everybody go check out current Smosh. Smosh has gotten good again in the last couple of years. Um, though I am worried because they've they've abandoned try not to laugh because it was starting to stall out. I'm worried they might stagnate again. But uh, the new sandwich show they've got is okay. So no, they just released the try not to laugh five days ago. Oh, did they? I must have missed that. Stupid subscription boxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, and they, they've, and they, I've been watching the past videos, and they say they do it every other week, uh, every other week. So, kind of matches up, seemingly. Yeah. All right. Nah. Well, um, let's see. What could I talk about? What could I talk about? We can, we can bit and bob back for a little bit, I guess, because I got, ooh, 
Um, do you want to talk about how fucking terrible country music is right now? There's good country music. No, 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 no. Like, we have our boy. We have Orville Peck. He is good. He is great. Let us all put food on his plate. But... You're talking bro country. Mainstream country radio really pisses me off. Because, like... Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I work in a flooring warehouse. And in this flooring warehouse, we have a radio that blasts music all day long. Uh, and it's usually either occasionally we'll go to a, a top 40 or like a, uh, or like a rap channel on an odd day, but more often than not, it's either a really good classic rock channel that allows people to like call in and request random ass songs or they'll play games. Like you have to pick a song that starts with the last letter of the title of the previous song. So you'll always get variety on that station or it's this local country station that just plays like mainstream top 40 country hits and it goes through its rotation i swear to god every 40 minutes it's the most annoying fucking station in the world because i'm already predisposed not to liking modern country most modern country does not jive with me i like old school country i like i like a couple of modern artists like orville peck but for the most part, modern country does not jive with me. And we were on that station for two days this week in a row. And I just got pissed off to the point where I just started writing down songs that pissed me off. <laughs> no, because because ultimately the country is a folk genre that likes to tell stories. But oftentimes those stories are linked to heartache and, and heart, heartbreak, you know? Yeah. They're sad stories. Like... But, <sighs> I want to like um, more than my hometown by Morgan Wellen, but it's just it's it's almost too upbeat for the kind of tone it's going for. Like it has this very like fuck yeah I'm a country boy I never want to leave my hometown kind of tone to it when it should be oh man I really want to get with this girl but I've just I've got too many ties to where I'm at to follow her to the to the big city she wants to move to this sucks yeah like. That's the problem is uh, modern country is trying to market it. Modern country is trying to continuously market itself as like what Garth Brooks laid down. Mm. And like Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks had some sadder songs. When the Thunder Rolls is a fucking banger. Yeah, Thunder Rolls is all right. Um, but like he had a lot of more poppy kind of rocky hits, you know? Mm -hmm. So everybody's trying to <laughs> recapture what Garth Brooks laid out and they can't. And they're bringing in all these, like, fucking pop rap stars to guest on their songs and, like, do rapping and shit like that. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't fit tonally. And then there's there's just a lot of songs that are trying to be really modern and upbeat, but have these, for lack of a better term, backwards ass ideas that just make me want to punch the singer in the face. Like Lady by Brett Young, which is... Him trying to say, like, oh, I love my daughter. I hope she grows up to be a good person. But it's from the tone of know your place and stay in the kitchen, woman. Yeah. Or Dolly Parton should have a word with him. Yeah. Or fucking everything by Florida Georgia Line. I fucking hate Florida Georgia Line, dude. If I, if I ever run into those people, heaven help me. Because, good lord. 
Uh, long live just sounds like, oh, I never want to get out of 1972. I want that to be my entire 1972 as a high schooler. I want that to be my whole fucking life is what that song comes off like to me. And undivided. Oh, my God. Fucking undivided by Florida Georgia Line, dude. The, every lyric in that song is like so totally at odds with itself because the point of the song is to be like hey we should the country is way too divided now and politically we're all we're all really divisive with each other and we need to just settle down and try being nice to each other again and see if we can actually try and talk and fix that figure out these problems um also here are a bunch of very country very old world ideals that you have to stick to or fuck you yep that it's 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 placating to the crowd it's cultivated and it can't escape it Mm mm-hmm I also love how just, like, every song now has a reference to drinking and alcoholism like it's a good thing. And sometimes that's an entire song. Like, fucking fucking Johnny Cash never existed anymore, right? Like, let's just talk about how awesome being drunk is. Hole in the bottle, am I right? There's there's a hole in the bottle leaking out my wine. It's already empty. It ain't even supper time. I'm just going to get another one. I'm just going to keep drinking because that'll solve all my problems. Fuck you, Kelsey Bellineller. Or whatever your fucking last name is. The best, the best, co- the best contemporary country. It's just a punk song played on acoustic guitar. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, that was that was a whole thing for me, like two days, and, and I get in that headspace whenever we put that station on, because like all, because like fucking COVID, the charts haven't changed for like a year and a half now, so it's always the same, the same. 20 songs and that's the thing people have said with modern radio forever but right now it's more true than ever of if you put on a top 40 station you're gonna get the same 40 songs over and over again because barely anything has had a chance to climb up the charts in the last year and a half yeah contemporary radio is just bullshit because it's just a lot of like hey wash my hand i'll wash your hand you know yeah you gotta you gotta find something that's like a real real passion project. We we just want to play cool music, and we want to expose people to new music, like like that classic rock station I was talking about. That unfortunately I don't know the name of, but it's it's the classic rock station in the Greenville, South Carolina area. If if you're in this area, you probably know what it is. But like I said, they do that cool name, uh, that cool letters game. Uh, they they'll have like a double feature uh, Tuesday thing where like you request a band and they'll play two random songs by that band, um, stuff like that. Yeah, and like ultimately, I think I think we're also just like dealing a lot more with like playlists and albums. We're not mm. listening to the radio. It's like if I suggest you music, you go on YouTube and look up an album and listen to it. Yeah, that's what that, that's what happens. That and I'm also just not a hardcore music guy. So if somebody like if somebody recommends me music, I'll go ahead and seek it out. But more often than not, I'm I, like I, I I won't deny it. I put on lo-fi hip hop girl sometimes. Sometimes I just want to put on some fucking music and not have to think about it. And that's what that radio at work is supposed to be. So when it's music that annoys the fuck out of me, it really bothers me because I can't escape it. I'm stuck there for eight hours. 
And see, I personally really like what what's like no DJ algorithm based website radio stations. Like mm. I've sent you a couple, like uh, Poolside FM, the Jet Set Radio Station. Yeah, I would love to be able to play some of that stuff at work. Honestly, <laughs> just just start playing Jet Set Radio. Understand, understand. How am I supposed to get that on an analog ass radio, though? I know. I'm just more. I'm yoking. I'm yoking. I'm bloking. I'm broken. Uh, are you? Are also, you? Are you okay over there, Matt? Yeah. Uh, but also, there's like um, uh, online reviewers tend to be more of like the contemporary DJ, you know? Yeah. They, they give you an idea, they give you a thought, and you go like, "Oh, I, that sounds interesting. I'm gonna go check it out." And you, and if you do, you like it, you put it in your playlist. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about this week? Uh, I started working out some, so. Whoa, whoa. Fit boy? Fit boy incoming? I, I hope. Sick. Yeah, that's <laughs> Honestly, I don't want to say anything else about it, because if I say more, my, my brain will get the satisfaction of, like, I did the thing, and then I won't want to do it, but just, uh, but like, I'm doing it. It ain't done. Uh, I mean, like, it'll never be done. Being yeah, fit is Fitness is a passion. Fuck that shit. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but like I I literally started working out, I want to say three years ago now, and I'm still not in shape. And part of that is because I've never had a really good diet. But hey, I got my mom to agree to go on a diet with me this summer. And we've got like a meal pr- plan program and everything. So maybe, maybe chiseled cut vac man coming 2022. We shall see. And end of twenty twenty one, we both need to look like Shane. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be amazing if at if at the summit when it ever actually happens, we're just like two bronze gods walking around shirtless all the time, <laughs> and Cody's just Cody. <laughs> just like I, I am also here. <laughs> uh, we love you. We love you, Cody Snowcone Man. You uh, he was not able to make it this week. No, he had, he had prior engagement. Mm, he's uh he's got more of a life than either of us. Well, he also has a car and I have a car. Why the fuck am I here? <laughs> Cuz you don't have any friends. This is this is true. Real life. God, I can't wait for the pandemic to be over so I can start like going to some shows and trying to meet people again. Cuz I was starting to do that uh end of 2019 into beginning of 2020. And I remember I had made, like, a New Year's resolution of, like, oh, yeah, every wrestling show within driving distance of me I'm going to go to and I'm going to I'm going to integrate myself into the local wrestling fandom and, like, make some friends in there. And then COVID happened and there either haven't been indie shows or I've been too scared to go to them. Yeah, but, like, um, that, that's, this is a thing. This is, Cody's also a good dude and he's personable. We love you, Cody. Mm-hmm. But there's other ways to make friends. It's not just focusing on the local indie show. You could always go to your local toy store or comic shop and rub elbows. And yeah, I always, I always mean to do that. And then like I go in there and I just feel the pressure of like, oh, I should be buying stuff. This is a store. Capitalism. Fuck. And here's the thing, you also don't like games, so I can't say, oh, go to your local game store, because if you go to a local game store, you can play games and not have to buy shit. Mm-hmm. 
you know i guess i gotta get into games i guess that's gonna happen i'll never i'll never have friends if i don't play games <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say that i mean you also like pokemon the card game at least collecting it so mm-hmm. i get that like, shit that shit has gotten so insane recently oh all card games have because people are just fucking bored like and like uh, have you- a lot of old figure lines are starting to spike up in price too. Like fucking, um, God, this is this is getting back into. We are just like perpetually on the edge of doing other podcasts on this podcast, but like <laughs> the old Jacks Classic Superstars line for WWE has like started spike spiking in price on eBay really hard. It's been interesting to watch and like. Okay, we have we talked about the we've talked about Digimon. We didn't talk about the card game uh, that's being now translated to English. It's it's pretty popular. People are enjoying it. Uh, it seems to be supported by Bandai. It's doing pretty well. Um, normally, the MSRP on like a booster box is like sixty to eighty bucks. I can't remember. It's in that range. They're going for like two fifty. It's just and it's like, like impossible to get a hold of Pokemon cards of any kind right now. Uh, I don't know what's the deal with magic. Magic might not be affected as much right now. I don't see a lot of magic shortages, but I almost never see Pokemon cards on pegs anymore. Like, I I regularly, um, I do my grocery shopping at Target right now just because it's convenient for the way I drive home on my payday. But, like, every time I go in there, there's no Pokemon cards. There's a few other, like, empty pegs. And they have a sign out with like a big written out blurb of, hey, no fucking just coming in here and buying everything, two per person. Yeah, it, it it's probably like one mix of like pure boredom, but also like there's some celebrities who are spending like exorbitant amounts of money on like old cards. Mm-hmm. So it might like, be a uh, later boom. Didn't one of the Paul boys buy an original Pokemon booster box and do a live unboxing of it? I think so. I don't know. Don't fucking follow the Pauls. Yeah, fuck them. The only the only good Paul is Paul White. <laughs> hey, he's a he's a real real big old lar- large large chunk of entertainment, and I love him for it. No, uh, but like um, the Digimon card game looks cool. Like all the, I've just gotten into card games as like look at like the design and the aspect of them. Mm-hmm. There's no local game store near me. I couldn't even go if I wanted to because I don't have a vehicle to go there. I don't have the money to buy cards. But, like, it's it's a fascinating gameplay model. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, from a pure conceptual uh, idea of it. That's why I, I that's why I kind of want to make some just because it's, like, it's just – it's a mod, it's modular game. It's, like, you make the parts and they make the game, you know? Mm. Okay, then. <laughs> Okay, then. Yeah. that was that. That was that segment here on modular components. That was the card yeah. segment. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Now let's move on to the lawn care segment. Oh, you had the fucking bow? No, actually, uh, I didn't. I uh, well, weeks and weeks ago, but uh, yeah, it's it's springtime, and uh, I have been getting into lawn care because uh, my dad, as everybody knows, uh, or probably. I've made aware several times. My dad uh, is disabled, and he he used to do all the all the lawn work, and he can't anymore. And so, last last house we were in, when this shit really started hitting the fan, we kind of just had a shitty lawn. There wasn't really much we could do with it. Uh, but this place, 
moved into this place last year. There's 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 a cool bit of bit of bit of landscaping to be done. And uh um my dad uh of course isn't here right now. He's uh he's at uh rehab trying to learn how to walk again. Um and I figured, you know what? This is this is the summer where I become a man, damn it. This is the summer where I'm going to go to Home Depot and get all the stuff and hit the ground running. And I'm going to get my rootin' tootin' ash out there. This is weird that I'm doing this accent now instead of during the country music segment. But I'm going to get my rootin' tootin' ash out there and I'm going to fix up this here line, okay, Sean? So I mowed. And I fucking trimmed the bushes and shit, and I've been spraying for bugs and planting grass seed and putting in weed and feed and planting all these flowers and shit. And it's 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 not quite there yet, but it is it is looking nice. I, I'm very I'm very proud of the fact that for years and years I used to be one of those kids who would sit inside all day and say, "Who gives a fuck about the yard?" And now I've finally gotten into lawn care, and I've I've taken to it like a fucking duck to water. You've taken it to it like the forty year old you look like. Yeah, yeah. If this was a video podcast, this would be the part where I do the QT impression from MMWP this week. <laughs> People should should watch MMWP this week. People should watch everything we do. They should go follow us on Twitter. They should uh, no. This isn't the end of the show. Um, no. I hate fucking lawn care. I hate lawns. They're bullshit. Fuck them. Really? They're, they're they're a monoculture. They're they're bad for they're bad for the local ecosystem. I mean, yeah, but like I can make it look real pretty, real easy, and I put the seeds down, and then a week later, there's little shoots of grass coming up, and I went, "Hey, I did that. I'm the god now." Yeah, but you know what you could also do instead of instead of grass. Local biodiverse wildflowers. But those aren't pretty. They're fucking flowers, bro. <laughs> but they don't they don't make my mommy happy. They don't feed my monkey brain. They're flowers. They're flowers, you fuckhead. <laughs> oh god. Well, when we get modular HQ up and going, you can be in charge of lawn care. No lawn. Only care. Garden. We're having a garden. It's just one massive upturned patch of soil with a few, like, little box flowers in it. In one turnip. What is that? That is the sacred turnip of Boingo. You do not touch it. <laughs> uh, I just... It's such a... It's such a thing that people just, like, accept that we have to have it this way. It's just... You don't. You don't. Like, it's not. that's not how the grass... That's not how the ground... That we I think honestly, I, honestly, like? I think that is the difference. Is that for the longest time, it, it I was in the mind space of we don't need this and I don't want this. But this year, something clicked in my brain where I went, "Yeah, I do want a nice lawn. Let's make a nice lawn." And next year, I might fall back out of it. I might not. I don't know. It, it, it's 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 less the idea of not want like. It's good idea to want like a nice patch of land to look nice. I just think having a singular plant doing it is is, is illogical. Well, I'm not just doing grass. We also have like a big old not not an island because there's not it's not completely surrounded by grass, but there's like a big old plant area in the center of our lawn that we got a couple trees and bushes and some flowers and some uh, some. Oh, what's the word for that? That like bushy 
low to ground, bushy, grassy stuff. We got some of that in there. Um, shrubs? Yes, we have shrubs in there. Bring me no. a shrubbery. I was trying to think of the exact word for these particular shrubs, but uh, no, we got we got one of those set up because the way our lawn is set up, we got we have a stupid ass driveway, man. It's really steep and it kind of just like spills out into the house. <laughs> but then there's a retaining wall in front of the part of the driveway that's actually in front of the house, and that immediately goes into a um like sort of cordoned off area for putting plants in and then surrounding that we have some some yard patches of grass and then we just uh we have our backyard which is just an was when we moved in here just an overgrown messy hill and it still kind of is there's a lot of fucking kudzu and shit back in there that i'm trying to kill and cut out um and put grass in its place and then think about planting more stuff after that. But uh I don't know, it's it's not necessarily like, oh, I have this fantastic, amazing lawn yet. It's it's a work in progress and I'm gonna get there. I wanna I wanna like I wanna have a nice unique biodome, but I also want those nice those nice even a couple nice even grassy patches. I want I want I want diversity but because of my OCD, I want it to be all nice and sectioned off. You feel me? Yeah, but, like, that's not how biodiversity works. Well, it's how my version of biodiversity works, and it's my house, and I am the god, and fuck you, HOA. No, you're a fucking animal living on the fucking dirt patch. The gorilla does not complain when the banana does not look the right way. But, Christopher, we have opposable thumbs. So fucking gorillas, you dumbass! <laughs> I don't know who you're fucking talking to. Ain't no Christopher here. Oh yeah, that's right. You're Christian. You fucking, you're. I'm sorry, Mister Cage. Why don't you go yell at Tass some more? <laughs> Fuck off with that nonsense. <laughs> um, but no, I did that some yesterday, and then I spent the latter half of the day. Uh, it's just this is Saturday. I'm speaking about because we record the show on Sundays. Uh, happy Mother's Day, everybody. Um, I am I I I have gotten very concerned about uh, things like humidity and availability of of items and space and whatnot in the last couple months. So I kind of decided since I'm not even really making videos right now, let's just kind of like evacuate the vac shack. Let's take all the all the boxes that were in the spare room for however long all the extra unneeded shit and let's move that out to the garage and then let's all let's move all my collection into the spare room so now all my stuff that is still in tubs and things um as well as the massive pile of unopened figures i have um and uh like my stuff for doing figure photography and whatnot is uh literally just across the hall so i can get that shit with relative ease and it's not like taking up space and being an eyesore and I'm not uh, I'm not worried about potential weather damage on any of that, which is nice. It's great. But man, was it a pain in the ass doing that? Because that was like, I want to say just eight straight hours of carrying stuff up and down stairs, uh, back and forth across the hallway and working out the best placement possible for it at this exact moment. And I'll uh, I'll send you a picture real quick if I can. One I took last night. 
literally right before I went to bed because I was doing this until like midnight last night and then I just took a shower and went to sleep. Um, but uh, yeah, if it'll sound, that is what the spare room looks like right now. Diggity damn. Yeah, and if you can see, you can see you can see parts of the of the uh, the massive pile of figures that was once right next to my desk. Uh, you can see right next to that is all the tote the uh, the plastic totes with all my uh my open stuff in it. Um, then next to that is a table the the folding table that used to be my desk. We moved it in there because we didn't want to just throw it away, even though it is really shit at this point. Um, but I, I set it up and then I put under it uh, my sister's uh, old toys and my mom's old toys, uh, like uh, Barbie dolls and American girls and Chrissy's and shit like that. And then on top of that is like my dioramas and shit for doing figure photography. Um, and then uh, also over in the corner there, you can see is a bunch of uh, stuffed animals on top of the um, the the car seat we got for the new baby. That's kind of, oh shit. Oh what? shit! What? Um, fuck yeah! I'll say it without authorization. Uh, my sister is pregnant, and I'm going to be an uncle. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of a bombshell. I've been saving back for a little while. Uh, it's not exactly secret. It is public knowledge to my mom and my sister and their friends, but it's not something I'd said publicly yet. And uh, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm, I think I told you off mic once, but like first time saying it publicly and I am, I am genuinely kind of excited about being an uncle because the difference between being an uncle and being a father is you don't really have to deal with that kid when you don't want to, but you can also spoil them and have a bunch of fun with them whenever their parents need a break. And, uh, also it means that my sister might actually get clean this time. She's uh, she's currently in a program that basically houses and feeds you for your entirety of your pregnancy and stops you from doing bad stuff and then sets you up with a decent job and a decent housing situation uh, shortly after you have the baby and provides you with counselors and whatnot. So uh, tentatively optimistic about this whole system situation my mom and i are and uh yeah um so there you go (laughs) i guess big announcement on modular components this week vax gonna be an uncle there it is yeah yeah all righty neat i I don't really have anything else to say (laughs) i like how, how taken aback you were by that too that's great um but no, also in this in the spare room, we got my we got my video lights. We got a uh, we got some family photos. I need to scan into the computer. We got uh, a mattress, a vacuum cleaner. What else can I say to just speed past that? Um, uh, you want to know another country song I don't like? <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Is it is it all of them? Uh, no. The next one I had written down is "Red Dirt Road" by Cody Johnson. Mm. God damn, that's just a fuck name. Yeah. Sorry, Cody Johnson. I, I imagine you're like a, a pleasant dude in real life, but like, Jesus, that's a fuck name. Mm-hmm. I also don't like the ones who didn't make it back home by Justin Moore because it's trying to be a really good We Love Our Troops song, but it feels like it was written as a response to all the Vietnam hate. And it's like, 
you do realize there's been like five wars since then that the U.S. was involved in, right? Yeah, that's this, it. Might have been written back then because that's kind of how country works. It's true. It's fair. That's entirely a thing. Um, this has been entirely a thing. Unless you got more shit to talk about, Boingo, because I don't know where else to go. Eh, we, can, we we can find places. We can go. We can go round in circles. That's um, what you want. I mean, right? I have a. I I did watch another YouTube thing. Um, have you uh have you been keeping up with SF Debris at all lately? No, I need to catch up on his Hulk series. Um, he just recently wrapped up his Star Wars series. It was a trilogy of series of videos, um, mainly centered around the career of George Lucas. Uh, he did the Hero's Journey, which was about the production of the original trilogy and Lucas's early career. He did the Shadow's Journey, which is about everything Lucas did between the pre uh, the uh, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, and then the actual production of the prequel trilogy. Um, no, no, that that uh, that wraps up just before the prequels, and then he did the Shadow's Journey which covers the production of the prequel trilogy and then Lucas's selling of star Wars to Disney. Mm. Um, and that was super interesting because a lot of it was stuff I knew, but kind of like all string together, but there was also some new information, new to me information in there and a lot of great perspective on it. Like, um, Charles, cause that, that is, uh, SF Debris's uh, shoot name, brother. Um, Char- he he's Charles, and he has this great way of, like, kind of feeling um, um, omniscient towards things, of not necessarily, like, my opinion is fact, but, like, coming with a statement that doesn't feel too damning in either direction, but feels, like, really, really comfortingly true. Um, like, the last part of... Um, the the hermit's journey where he's just talking about like the uh the lucas lucas's shadowy proposed plans for the sequel trilogy and like the fallout of his sale to disney and where he is as a person now um and where star wars has subsequently gone as a franchise because he doesn't go into the sequels in a whole lot of detail and he makes a big point out of like there wouldn't really be a big point in me break trying to break down the production of the sequel trilogy because there's just so much we don't know and also that's not the point of this story the point of this story is how george George. shaped star wars and star wars shaped george um and now they've gone their separate ways and they kind of have to and they've kind of had to figure out what each is without the other and isn't that just a little bit sad, but just a little bit beautiful too? Because it's like a parent letting their child go off to college. It's like and, poetry; it rhymes. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't know. I really, I really dug it. It's it's like the uh, the fourth or fifth of these big um, historical analyses series. As if Debris has done, he's done that. He's doing his Hulk series. He did a series on Marvel in general. He did a series on the creation of Transformers. Um, and all of those have been really, really good. And just just a format that I don't see done a lot with other YouTube channels. The only other thing in that I can think are even really like them are uh, RCR stories from regular car reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like, I, I really love listening to those and it makes me wish I could do something like those. Cause I just, 
I don't know enough about any one given topic, and I don't have the will to do the research it will require to do something like that. Like, I can I can sit here and watch all, like, fucking 150 episodes of BTE up until all, uh, up until Double or Nothing in order to do a lecture on that at an event that doesn't end up happening. But I don't know if I could, like, go and read Matt and Nick Jackson's book and Cody Rhodes's book and everybody else's fucking book so that I could do the definitive history analysis video series on the creation of all elite wrestling. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's ten, that tends to be why I deal more with like opinion in my videos because I don't have to research my opinion. I just have to analyze it. It's like, why do I feel this way? And I already have the tools to, to kind of figure out why I feel a certain way about a piece. Um, in fact, uh, like it, it made me realize like I kind of half-assed some of my earlier videos because I wouldn't say earlier on, it was like 0 0.03, 0 0.3 version of me, of my video style. I made a video about why I disliked Common Rider Gaim. I still mm -hmm. hold that opinion. I still don't like the series. But the way I presented that opinion, I realized it's kind of fall flawed. It's not as well nuanced as I would like. And I would like to redo it, and I plan on doing that one day. But like... And I mean, also, from like a personal perspective, I would just say like, you got way too hyper-focused on one thing. There's a <laughs> lot more, like the whole final arc of Gaim is kind of trash, in my opinion. There's a few okay things in there, but there's a lot with like that last 10 or 15 episodes that annoys me. Yeah, and that's, it's just kind of more of like, a, I was going off of my memory of Gaim and talking about the things that bugged me. And not the things that I felt like made it a lesser series. It was it was a it was me making a nitpick and saying that that nitpick represented the whole. When hmm. I dislike Gaim, and that nitpick is just one of the many nitpicks, hmm. one of the many one of the many uh, straws on the camel back. You know, like I, I like I've been very because some people every once in a while I get a comment of going like, eh, here's a well reasoned rebuttal of your your video and i go like yeah you know those are some interesting points i dig that but i don't want to take the video down because that feels dishonest you know how often do you get the same rebuttal eh, not often it, it tends to be like a little bit different each time it, it feels very personal to the person you know see that's a thing i run in with megaforce sucks a lot and maybe that's because that's an actually terrible all the way through series um Whereas, like, people who like Gaim, they, they tend to have good reasons for liking Gaim, even in spite, even when they acknowledge, like, yeah, the last few episodes are kind of trash. Because um, I'm somebody who, I would say, like, the early part of Gaim is still pretty good, but um, it lives and dies on its second half. And the uh, the point I was getting at is, on, on Megaforce Sucks... I tend to just get a lot of the same comments now. And that's and those are my most popular videos. And that's part of why I moved my channel, like, I want to say two or three years ago to only show comments that I have already approved. And so, like, every few months I have to go through and read all my new comments. And it's just deleting a lot of comments for Megaforce Sucks. And, like, people talk a lot about, like, oh, YouTube needs to fix this. YouTube needs to fix that. The thing I really want YouTube to fucking do... It's just give me the option to not close comments on a video, but end comments on a video. Like, not so, like, because when you close comments now, it just 
gets rid of all the comments and makes it look like there was never comments. I would love to be able to say like, okay, this video has been up for two and a half years and we've had like 800 comments on it. Nobody's gonna have anything new or interesting to say about it unless it's like five generations from now. So we're just gonna stop taking new comments on this from now on. Cause I don't wanna have to go through and moderate them to be sure you guys aren't being dickheads to each other. Similar vein to uh, how Reddit does old posts is eventually they just get auto cataloged. You can't, yeah. ca you can't interact with them anymore. You should be able to catalog video comments. Uh, but like, here's, I don't want to take the video down, but I do, uh, I do think that it's not, it is not representative of how I want to present content and how I want to represent my opinion. So eventually, like, I want to just like, similar to how Noodle do, does some of, some of his videos, I just want to put out the beginning of it. This is old and crap. <laughs> don't in, in the description go like, hey, this is an old video. And it's, it's not, I don't like it that much anymore. If you want to watch it, cool. But like, I don't. I don't like it. You should probably I, also make it like the top comment too. Yeah. But like, and that's just kind of like, again, creative process and all that kind of jazz. It's, it's figuring out bits and bobs because like my creative journey with my YouTube videos is a weird one because it starts off with me making a script and reading off of it. And that's up to like the first jobby video, mm. which is still my most popular video. Which is still the, the weird, because every once in a while I get a comment of people going like, oh, why does this person don't like Jobby? And it's just like, bitch, are you listen. for real? <laughs> people don't listen. I hate that. Um, but after that, I, I started doing, uh, the best way I can describe it is I made, I made myself an outline and then I went off the cuff. I just like improved it. And like, I think like maybe half of those videos are good. The other half are rambly bullshit. And it's just like, I can make those better now because I'm good at script writing to an extent. It's good. I, I am I am tentatively looking forward to the eventual return of Boingo Rider as a solo creator. Yeah. It, it's just, it it's, it's a weird mix of like instant motivation. Like I want to write on it, but like part of my brain goes like, yeah, but you have to do this thing in like 30 minutes. You can't write anything. It's like no, I can. I can. I can write a paragraph. No, you can't. You have a thing in thirty minutes. Mm. Yeah, but I could. No, no, you, you have the thing. Honestly, same. Cause like my big thing right now is is time. Like there's so much shit I'm committed to. Whether it's my day job, whether it's doing stuff for my family, whether it's other side projects that I've been ignoring, and I'm trying to get done now during this period where I've declared a hiatus or. Um, even, even this channel, like I, I like modular media. It's a project I am, I am very proud of, and I'm glad we're, we're able to make it what it is right now and hopefully more in the future. But it does like, people don't understand. You think you just sit in front of a microphone and then plug and play some buttons. Podcasting does take time. We have to, we have to watch the shit we're going to talk about. We have to, we have to get everybody together at the right time. We have to, we have to sit here for the amount of time it takes for us to record it. And then we have to edit and export and upload it and make sure it's all going to come out at the right time and look good. I'm on every modular media show right now. And being able to do that takes, takes a lot of time out of my week. And I'm not complaining or bitching. I'm just saying, like, that's the fact of it. And because I'm doing that, I don't necessarily have as much time to make my own videos as I would like were I not on hiatus. And 
because I kind of felt things going that way is partially why I went on hiatus in the first place. And like, I could just say, okay, I'm not doing anything for anyone but myself on Saturdays and Saturdays are the days when I make videos now. And I could probably get out like one or two videos a month if I did that. But it's also like, why, why do that when I'm not going to be putting the best amount of effort as I can into it, you know? Yeah. And like, that's partially why modular media wrestling podcast is live. So the editing time is less. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, why I think eventually we'll probably get most of the podcasts live just because it cuts down on editing time. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting like, I don't think my internet is too shit to do it. It's, it's a matter of like finding the right schedule and maybe getting in the same place as well. And it may not even be like, Oh, well, I just have to do a live stream. It may be it gets to the point where if we can, we hire an editor and we were able to do it like a full on, like a, a smosh crew, you know? Oh, yeah. Like that's we were we were talking about that at the beginning. But like that's partially the dream for me is to be at like the level of smosh or like RLM. Um, and like I know there's an, uh, other creators out there who have said that and have failed horribly chasing after that dream. But like that's that's more like that's more like a standard of production to me rather than I want to be doing the exact thing they're doing. Like I want to have that kind of support system, not necessarily carbon copy what they're doing. Yeah, it, 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 and it's more. That's why I kind of like make the net wide. It's it, it's an idea of like we have these kind of shows. We do this kind of thing. We have the. It, it's a it's a system. It's, it, it's I want a system like that, not necessarily that system, but. Yeah, that's also just kind of like why I've talked about this off mic. Barely is anybody going to listen. It, this is I'm just going into like my creative process right now. That's also kind of why I want to start having like live stream conceptual ideas because, like I just talked about, having an outline and going off the cuff can be really good. Not for an analytical video essay, but for like responsive pop culture news. That could be a thing. There could be a variety. There could be a variety of ways of doing content that if you just lock yourself into a bubble, you don't think about, you know? Yeah. Like, you know what? Fuck it. It's my show. Uh, I'm going to announce it here. I have an idea for a radio show. It's going to be, it's going to be a modular media show, but it's like, it's just me. It's just doing a thing. It's going to be on uh, Spotify premium, but like, it's an idea. It's a dumb little idea that if I just went like, no, we make podcasts, I probably wouldn't have thought of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like I've been thinking of, uh, I, I, I even put out a poll to tease it, which got a hilariously negative reaction. Um, I, I, I kind of want to try streaming with my channel, like if only to go through the backlog of unopened figures I have and just like be able to share my thoughts with them more instantaneously. Because I do like the idea of eventually getting back to written toy reviews, but I just don't know how at this point. And there's also the thing of like, um, I got to get back in the algorithm. Got to, got to be making that cheddar, bro. Got to dig yourself out of debt, bro. Got to, got to be able to afford to, to move to where your buddies are at so you can make the dream happen, bro. And like I said, I was taking a big long hiatus and to an extent I have, I've been gone for like, I want to say, uh, four ish months now, but 
my my original intention was to be off for almost a whole year and come back later, like towards the end of winter this year. But there's a part of me that's kind of like, I have this big stack of figures I need to get through. I have I have the ability to now my internet's pretty good. I got a nice big desk I can work off of. Why not why not just try some live streaming? Why not just do some live streaming on the YouTube channel? Why not? The the thing's already enough of a clusterfuck. Why why not just drive it home even more? And I mean, technically you have some minor experience live streaming with me on my personal Twitch channel and again with MMWP Live. It's not like it's an unknown thing to you. Mm-hmm. And I did do like some Lego build streams in the past, but that was on the my now defunct second channel and nobody came to them because nobody was subscribed to that channel. I would be doing this on my main channel now and that's got 1200 subscribers, so I could probably get a decent audience in there, especially if I do it on like the weekend. Yeah, it's again, content's just weird. Like and it, it doesn't help that I'm like uh, I'm like handcuffing myself because i i want the first video when i start trying to make ongoing videos to be this big long big just giant ass video that like nobody asked for (laughs) i asked for it i want to make it but like you also like made a declaration that you were going to do it in a fairly prominent youtubers discord server yeah All the people who talked about that probably don't even remember I said I was going to do it. But when you come back and you say, here it is, you're going to be a fucking god to them. <laughs> god damn it. No, but like, it's it's things like that. It's also like, I get side projects in my head way too often. I've told, I've told Zach about so many goddamn side project ideas. Mm-hmm. And like, how many times have I pitched different versions of storylines for my videos? Yeah, that's that, that's the thing. You you make you try to make the same video over and over again in your head. Yeah, because I'm trying I, to figure out the way to make the dream that I had when I was like 12 happen. And I just keep going like, oh, hey, what about this thing? <laughs> oh, hey, what about this thing? Oh, hey, like, what yeah. about, <laughs> hey, what about can... this thing? I realized. And- I don't need uh, art assets to technically make a visual novel. I could just make shapes in an art program and just call them AIs. And I'm like, yeah, sick, do that. But also, what if I tweaked this character this way and put this one over here, and then I did this? (laughs) And we both nod at each other, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just think about the other person going, like, when are you actually going to do anything? Oh my god, dude. If that isn't the YouTuber friendship in a nutshell. <laughs> no, legit, I I am thinking of doing that visual novel, by the way. <laughs> Good for you. I'll, I look forward to it, brother. <laughs> oh, that's the, that's, that's the bad part, is like, I know I can do enough things that I go like, oh man, I could do this, and then I want to do it, and then I just don't do it. Uh, no. I'm just good enough to know I can do things, but not good enough to just buckle down and do it. That's why I got to move down there. So my OCD ass can keep your ADHD ass in one direction for long enough to finish a project. You, you got to nail me down. That was yeah. a one direction joke. Ha ha ha. Hey. Reference. I, my sister's a fan of one direction. That's why I knew this shit. That's okay. That's okay. I used to be friends with a, uh, with a uh, with a gaggle of gays who loved One Direction, but like, uh, no, I mean, I was better at it, better at like actually working on things when like 
I tried to have an accountability system with you, but then that just like you got busy and you couldn't do it. So it's like, it's fair. Well, I started going in my head like, oh, I can just ask him before we do the podcast that we're doing tonight. And then it, and then we started doing podcasts like every other night and I started forgetting and that just compounded. Yeah. But and here's the thing. It's not like I'm a slow writer. <laughs> I can get like a thousand words in an hour and a half. It's just actually getting that to turn on. Yeah. That, that's the bullshit part. That's the thing. It's like, like the thing I keep coming back to is we need to get in a house together and we need to have our own little accountability crib like DDP, except it's not about drugs. It's about making shit. Yeah. DDP, DDP, good man. DDP, good folk. Yeah. DDP is wrestling's ultimate cool uncle. <laughs> Go watch the resurrection of Jake the Snake. There, that's your takeaway from this this episode of Modular Components. Do we want to continue along this depression spiral, or, or I what? mean, what else you got? What else you got? How deep can we go? I I can I can go pretty low. Can you go way uh, down low? Way down to the floor? I can. Mm, hit me. You're too far away. I mean, like in in the blackjack sense of just send the next card this way. Eh, I don't I don't have anything else to say. Oh, I thought you were implying there was more on your end. No, I was just more saying like, "Hey, we've talked about this a while. Do we do we want to do we want to end the podcast?" I guess. I guess we could end the podcast if we want to. I also, guess you, you have could... work in the morning and it's already midnight. Yeah, that's a thing too. I'm trying uh... to be nice here. Stop. Stop doing that so much. You need to be more assertive. But first, hey everybody, it's the Vac of the Future here, interrupting the show before it closes out real quick, just to let you know, because uh, I forgot to say so during the actual recording of this, that we now have a voicemail line for this show. There's a voicemail line that we just opened up for every modular media show. All you have to do is go to the Anchor page, for whatever show you want to call into. So for this show right here, it would be anchor.fm slash modular dash components. Um, and you just go right to that page and there's a little button that'll say plus messages. Uh, just go ahead and click on that and you can submit a voicemail to call into the show. And uh, I don't know, uh, say, say uh, your thoughts on something we talked about last week. Uh, ask us a question. Just do something goofy and silly you think will make us laugh. What, whatever you want to do, the voice line is now open and we are accepting your calls. So please go ahead and do that. And maybe, just maybe, we'll play your voicemail on the next episode of Modular Components. But uh, that's all there is to say about that. So let's get back to the show at hand. Tell the people who you are and where they can find your stuff if you wanted to. Hey, howdy, howdy. I'm Chris Boinger, writer, Gaston, the the biggest X-Men fan of modular media. <laughs> I make video essays and editorial type content on my personal channel. You can find it at Boingo Writer. You can also find me on Twitter and the Instagram at Boingo underscore writer. And you can join my Discord server. We hang out. We post pics. We talk about toys. We talk about comics. We talk about shit. We talk about the aesthetics. The only thing it doesn't have is an NSFW chat. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you If you want to be horny... Go be horny in the DM. Go go share your porn with each other. Like it's not a place to do it there. That's my living room. That's my digital living room. I don't oh. want you hacking off in my digital living room. 
Dude, that is that is such a sick way to advertise a Discord server. It's my digital living room. Sometimes, yeah, it's my digital living room. Like, you hang out, we talk about shit. What's up? There's my comic books. There's my movies. We want if you want to talk about a thing, talk about a thing. But like, don't whip your dick out in my living room. There's like five shirts that could come out of this whole conversation. I love that. <laughs> like we have merch. One day, I'm waiting for it. Are you done? I mean, I've said all the things. What else do you okay. want me to say? I, 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 I didn't remember. Um, but hi, I'm the Vacuuminator. I, I once made videos on the YouTube. <laughs> they were things like vlogs, media analysis, and toy reviews. You can still find them. They're all up there. Most of them, I think. At YouTube.com slash the Vacuuminator. That's spelled T-H-E-V-A-C-U-U-M-I-N-A-T-O-R. Uh, I'm also on social media. At the Vacuuminator on Twitter and uh, the underscore vacuuminator on Instagram. But before you do any of that, do me a big old favor. And whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on, please follow it. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like, give us a comment, subscribe, ring the bell in order to enable notifications so that you can get every modular media podcast as they come out and anything else we might make. And if you want to keep up with all that stuff, you want to get news and updates, go ahead and follow us at the Modular Media on Twitter and join our subreddit, r slash Modular Media. But I think that's going to do it for this episode of Components. Uh, not exactly what I was expecting, but really, really nice and over all over the place and diverse and exactly what a modular sum of components should be. So I'm pretty satisfied with it. How about you, Boingo? Hells yeah. Hopefully next week we'll have Cody here so we can actually... Not fall into sadness. Yeah, he'll just be too... He's too busy screaming about Fortnite and Hasbro. Yeah.